It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. In a recent class, I got the quiz, or the question, I should say, what exactly does a manager do on a Scrum team? Or are they part of a Scrum team? Or what does management look like in Scrum? And while the question was a good question, I do admit it caught me off guard. I wasn't prepared to talk specifically about managers and Scrum and what they do and what they don't do. And I thought to myself, I've got a lot of experience in this realm, but I just didn't feel positioned at the time and heated a moment to talk about this topic, which is strange because usually you can catch me at any time on any topic and I'm good. But for this one, I needed the moment. I needed the moment to sit and let my thoughts percolate. I needed the moment to figure out where I was. I needed the moment to gather my information so that I could be prepared to give the best answer possible. Well, the good news is I didn't let too long pass before I said, okay, I got this. And I dug in and I came up with a short list of five. Now, these are five things that managers should be paying attention to in Scrum. Five things that management should be doing or paying attention to. So uh, let's rattle off this list real quick, and I think you're going to understand once I go there. At first, it may seem like the list is pretty basic or simple, but I think once we dig in, you're going to realize why I chose these five things. All right. So coming at the top of my list is understand culture. Now, understanding culture is not as easy as it sounds. Um, Every single person in the organization needs to understand how stakeholders, key stakeholders, leadership, and product owners work together so that they can execute a change process that's going to make the entire organization move in a specific direction. So it doesn't matter how the hierarchy of the organization looks. If you're following a true scrum-friendly culture and philosophy, you need to understand that culture eats everything for breakfast. And having a good culture or the right culture in your organization It's going to lead to fewer mistakes. It's going to lead to higher quality. It's going to lead to happier stakeholders. It's going to lead to a lot of things. So I think it's just important for us to uh, analyze where we are if we're a leader and ask ourselves, what is our culture internally or do we have a culture or are we just bouncing all over the place? And I think if you don't have a culture, it's, it's time to finally establish one, right? Okay. Let's talk about the next one. So um, the next one is, if you're going to be an effective manager uh, in Scrum or Agile, you need to have a North Star. So uh, when I'm talking about the North Star, I'm specifically referring to like orientation, right? A direction of travel. Where are we going on this journey? So you need to figure out exactly what the vision and culture provide, where they claim to be taking you, and how you can be impacted by being on the right journey. So culture allows for behaviors to pivot so that we can reach the right destination. So it's sort of a, if you do one, you get the other package. It's all or nothing. You get one, you get the, you give one, you get the other. And it's just really, really a great idea to make sure that we're focused on that. Okay. Next one I thought of is vision. Now, vision is different than the North Star because vision is usually uh, a couple of different levels. You have vision at the product level, product focus. You have vision at the corporate level, the company level. Uh, Some people even have vision at the sprint, like a goal, a sprint goal, which is important. 
But of course, leadership shouldn't be involved at that level. So the corporate vision should help the company develop and understand how they're doing and move them in one direction and help them understand a course. And from the corporate direction, you can you know yield a corporate strategy about how you're going to approach those goals. And you can have conversations around how teams integrate and how products are developed and services are built and how how people are going to help each other and you know what our expectations are for uh, delivery. So the vision is something huge. But remember when you create the vision that you're, you're unable to coordinate a vision without also having a strategy. So you, you need both. It's not one or the other. You need both a vision and a strategy to be successful. All right. The next one. Once you talk about we have culture, we've got orientation, we got a vision, I think that sometimes it's important for us to know and understand how things are today, to meet people where they are. And this one's interesting because most managers don't think of this one right out of the gate. It's, it's not the more common uh, on the list, right? But I think it's uh, just because it's not common doesn't mean it's not important. I think that when we start talking about these conditions, uh, maybe we need to consider that people have certain conditions that are already in place. Uh, we call it status quo or general conditions, right? Then uh, there can be certain things set aside for, for how we're going to conduct our business or for what our expecta- expectations for growth are over the next three to six months or a year. Um, how are we going to lay out the technology in such a way that people can uh, understand it and easily consume it? What about uh, services and how are we going to expand our services to other teams or groups? And what techniques are we going to implore to make sure we stay active and current? There's just so many questions about the general conditions of where we work that leadership needs to have at least one eye focus on those general conditions and where things are taking us. Okay, last one is uh, effective leaders need to learn how to help solve impediments. Now, what's interesting is notice I didn't say help manage impediments. And the reason why I didn't say that is because I think that the obvious answer here is that I want the leader to to understand, yes, there is an impediment and empower the team with the tools necessary for them to solve the problem. But if the leader is always solving the problem for the team, then the team's never going to get around to solving a problem themselves. And while that may sound glorious on the outside to those who uh, have been um, who have been trying to work hard to solve other people's impediments and and people who you know while while, while scrum masters and other people are just always digging in to solve impediments, what they'll find is that team members are loving every minute of it because they're being spoon fed. And a lot of times, these problems that are around they can be quickly or easily resolved with just a simple. Uh, a simple solution, a simplified solution. It doesn't have to be something huge. So I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, and I, I know I took you on a confusing rant there, sorry. What I'm trying to say in a nutshell is that it's important for leadership to understand that they do play a role in helping to resolve issues. That it's not their responsibility to remove every issue because you want to empower the team to remove the issues that they can, but it is their responsibility to provide the tools, network, and finances necessary, whatever it is that's necessary in order for the team to have the ability to resolve inbound impediments. All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, I know it's a short list. It's only five. But hopefully these five uh, management principles, these five things you can do, are going to be effective, and they are going to help you on your journey as you start to analyze where you are 
and figure out exactly what you can do as a manager in a scrum, uh, in, a, in the field of scrum. So until next time, I encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Do take care.